millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Sandra Winka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Hello, folks. Catherine and Matt are on holiday this week, but we have a new Q&A podcast recorded already in New York before we went our separate ways. That's going up for Friends of the Tennis podcast today. The link to become a friend subscriber is available in your show notes right now. But here, in what has been a big week for tennis news with the announcement of Roger Federer's retirement... I've just had a chance to speak to his coach of the last six years, Ivan Lubacic, who was a, a top five player in the world in his own right. I've been asking Ivan for an interview throughout the time they've worked together, basically for the last six years, but even made the decision that he just didn't want to talk to the media about their player-coach relationship during that time. I respect that. It was obviously disappointing to me, but I do understand it. But with Federer's career about to draw to a close in London at the Labour Cup this week, I had another go, and Ivan finally said yes. So here he is. Well, Ivan, it is, it's lovely to talk to you for the first time in about six years uh, on the record, because uh, we, we haven't had a chance to do this. You didn't want to talk. It's lovely to hear you. I honestly still don't want to talk, but you forced me to, so uh, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> That's right. I mean, what have the last 12, 12 to 15 months been like? Because it's been... You know, we've been waiting. I imagine you've been waiting. Yes. Describe yes. them from your perspective. No, I mean it was it was very slow. Um, we knew that um, it would uh, it would take time uh, to understand um, Roger's situation. Um, so we knew that uh, you know um, most likely it would at least take nine months, maybe more, probably more. So it was very long, uh, but uh, we had, uh, we were hoping, we had faith, and uh, we, we uh, yeah, we, we expected him to be able to come back and, and practice and, and, and compete. And um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, he's also 41 years old, you know. So uh, we also knew that if he would have come back and and, and played, it wouldn't be for another five years, you know. So. Um, yeah, for, I mean, unfortunately, fortunately, again, I don't want to, you know, sound sad or be sad. It it is really the celebration of 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 uh, an amazing career um, and and amazing person that Roger is and what he 
what he gave us, what he brought to to, to our sport, and uh, how he connected to the fans and and all of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 official now, and um, we are all kind of going through uh, emotional periods and moments, uh, looking back and. Uh, you know what has happened happened you know for for us seven years since i worked with roger but also obviously looking back even furthermore but it, it is the moment has arrived so um it's going to be very emotional in london that's for sure mm. when was it clear to you that this is not going to happen this comeback that he was trying for well, recently, I mean, it's uh, it, it was um, all the way until until Wimbledon was 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 good progress. We had uh, some some uh, some some good news, you know, and then a bit later after Wimbledon, it was the first setback, and it, it was just kind of okay, you know. Roger started to 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 think, okay, it's probably enough now, right? Uh, he is forty-one, and they. Yeah, maybe if he would have waited uh, longer, you know. But honestly, it's okay now, you know. So uh, it's been last few weeks that uh, that uh, it's been hard, and and just to understand, you know, uh, can he play? How much he can play? Uh, what to do, really? So um, so yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been like this last few weeks. Mm. How did he take it? How did he sort of? Accept the news, I suppose. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't with him. Um, I uh, we we spoke a lot, uh, but it's 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 emotional, as you can imagine, as everybody can imagine. I mean, we all all former players, we all went through it. When when the moment comes, you you are emotional, um, but you kind of are also happy at the same time because you are putting the end to one beautiful and important chapter in your life. So, um, so we, we are really, I mean, taking it as a, as a celebration uh, of, of, of what has happened and then looking forward to the future. So without, you know, uh, trying not to be sad because it's not, uh, how to say, it's, it's, uh, it, it is really just the next step in, 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 in Roger's life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you just mentioned it there that for every tennis player it is emotional when you stop what what was it like for you well it, yeah I mean for me obviously I think it was it was easier because I stopped on my terms uh, and and I mean Roger is too but uh, you know I did not have any physical pressure uh, it was I just felt like um, the moment had arrived and uh, and I, I just decided that that's it you know and and in a way it's much easier I guess uh and I never looked back, uh, thinking, uh, could I, should I have maybe played a bit longer, or could I have done something differently? But um, it, it is emotional, you know. And I also had, you know, few weeks between Dubai, where where I decided to stop, and, and Monte Carlo tournament, where I played my last match. It was in a way similar situation, right? So um, that period was was beautiful. I really enjoyed. Um, that period because the decision was made uh, i could i could relax i could enjoy uh, the time with the family on in the relaxed way without the pressure okay, what can i do tomorrow how can you know so um i i, I understand what's roger going through at the moment and i i really hope that uh, he's gonna have a great time in london i did not personally enjoy the monte carlo bit 
Um, but but uh, yeah, I think the, the you know the period after you officially retire for me personally was was one of the most beautiful periods in my life. Um, I had six to nine months. I really enjoyed the life, and I really I was relaxed, and uh, I did whatever I wanted, which is which is freedom finally, you know. So it's uh, I hope that it's going to be the same for Roger. Yeah, because I mean you. You had a lot going on in your life already. You had a, it seemed to me like you were quite ready for for the afterlife yes. of a tennis player. Not mm. not everybody is. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not concerned for Roger. I think he. I mean, all especially last year, he wasn't you know on tour. He wasn't playing. He was he was at home. So I'm sure that he's he's prepared for what comes after. I was ready. I didn't know what was coming but I was ready I was ready mentally to to kind of start something new you know I don't think I think our positions are are very different I don't think Roger is looking for anything new you know he just carries on with his life but um yeah I mean in a way it is you're ready for kind of something different at least I was you know I again I I cannot speak for for him his his life it's it's very different but I was personally ready for new challenges Mm. Roger's got the Labour Cup this week. Is, is it the case that he he is able to play tennis and that we'll be able to see him play this week in theory and he'll look like his normal self, but he just wouldn't be able to do that every week of the year like he used to? He, he wants to play. Uh, that's the goal. That's the wish. Um, as you can imagine, he's not 100%. Otherwise, he wouldn't done, <laughs> he wouldn't have done that. But uh, he, he, I think he's definitely going to make a decision last moment. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, the, the plan is that he does play. Um, he's not in, in, you know, in a shape where he can play the tournament, uh, five matches in six days. But he's in a shape where... You know, uh, he could play doubles or, or, you know, even singles, but he's not, uh, uh, how to say, he's not Roger that, that you know, we know uh, from the, you know, super winning days. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Hmm. Is, is it a question of movement? I mean, obviously, you know. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, just go, going back in time, uh, Ivan, to, to when you two began working together. What 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 do you remember about the time that Roger made the initial approach to you six seven years ago? Well, I I mean I remember the the the, the meal we had together where he just you know very casually just asked if I if I would consider coaching him and I was <laughs> I was surprised very surprised I really didn't expect it I was obviously overwhelmed and excited. Um, and then, then immediately we started talking about, you know, uh, state of mind, goals, uh, what I thought that he would need to work on, what, you know. So then, then it happened very quickly after that. Um, but, yeah, I do remember, obviously, very proud moment for me where I, when I realized or heard from him that he thinks that I can help him. And and obviously then the first period where I felt also a lot of pressure. Okay, how to do it? And uh, you know it was it was um, how to say it was a, a job with with a lot of pressure, right? And he does. I always say you know he does win a lot of matches. And he would have won a lot of matches without any coaches. But 
you do fe feel pressure and, and, and responsibility in those, you know, important and hard moments to, to make a difference. So, uh, you know, in, in those moments, you, you, you do feel like you have, you have a sense of responsibility and power as well. Roger does give you a power to, to help him because that's, that's, that's the only way really for a coach to be helpful. And I mean, from looking at the statistics, it does look like you did make a positive difference from from the start and and all the way through. What when he said he wanted you to coach him, and you then have to look at his game and decide, well, what what do I what do I contribute and and what do I think? Well, what did you think about his game at that point? Well, I, we we spoke at the finals in London. Um, uh, in, in in 15 um that was i, I was there i was doing uh, tv commentary for sky sports italian sky sports mm -hmm. so um uh, i did uh, so that's where we we connected and then obviously we started to work very soon after that in december in dubai um i i do remember that obviously i jumped in and uh, i mean we we were friends even before so we would have we discussed some matches uh, even before we officially started to work together he just he just liked to hear my opinions on certain matchups and certain situations so uh it's it's not like we needed time to to kind of get to know each other um so so um i i uh, i my my point was that i felt i always felt like he had to play close to the baseline um with obviously um coming to the net uh, when needed and when possible uh, without exaggerating. So um, that was, I mean, very generally looking and speaking, that was, that was my, uh, how to say, my view on how he, he should play. Um, but uh, um, it was, it was uh, in this direction. Then obviously you have different surfaces, you have you know different situations, you have um, um, moments and periods. But generally, that was my way of. And and also, I mean, I I, I preferred him to hit over the back end instead of slicing, which obviously he still need, would need, and he needs to slice because that's what his game is. But it, it, it is it is. This is, let's say, the general plan, or my, was my plan when I started to work with him. Why did you want him to hit over the backhand rather than slice? Because slicing, it makes you run a lot and makes you defend, uh, which is okay when you're 23, 25, but when you're 35, defending a lot, it's, it's, it's just physically draining. And, and, and I felt like Roger is the best inside the court and on the baseline instead of far away from the baseline. Hmm. And, and, and slicing... In, in certain circumstances does make you defend a lot, uh, of course, right? So, but of course, again, you know, depending on, on which player you, 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 you play against, um, you, you need to slice too. So uh, it also depends a lot on the matchup. I, I remember well that training session in Dubai at the start of 2017 when Roger, I think he mic'd himself up. We saw it on TV. It was 40, yeah. 40 minutes long. Really, really interesting to watch it. Um, and then obviously we we were not to know that he would then go on just a few weeks later and win the Australian Open. How how excited were you at that time? Did you Did you feel that something good was coming? 
Yeah, I mean, we worked really well. I mean, this is... Uh, we remember making that decision after Wimbledon that he would uh, skip the rest of 2016. Um, and it was, I mean, obviously now looking back, it was the best decision probably, you know, uh, ever, ever made. Uh, it gave us time to, to practice. It gave, gave, us, gave us time to, to work and uh, Roger was fine. I mean, physically, he, he was not 100% at Wimbledon. That's why we, um, in 16, uh, so that's why we, we decided to make that break and to make that call. Uh, but he was feeling good. So we basically, I don't remember now exactly, but I think from September on, we were full on. Like, it, it's a good four months of, of really heavy practice that then resulted in, in what it was a remarkable 2017. So we were confident. I mean, we, we, we did everything we wanted. His batteries were full. Um, uh, he felt confident because he also felt like he did the work. Um, but you, you also couldn't know, right? I mean, the lack of matches, lack of tennis. Um, the, the, I, I don't remember now, but the ranking wasn't high enough. He was not seated top five, whatever, you know, so... You just wouldn't know, but the confidence was there that the, the 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 hard work was done, and that something good could could be coming. Mm. And I mean, I think I first thought, "Wow, this is this is interesting." When he beat Thomas Burdick at the uh, at the Australian Open, when, yeah. when, when did you think this is this is actually possible that he could go all the way here? Well, I mean, I personally took it match by match. Um, already at the Hopman Cup, you know, he looked really good. So um, with him, you know, I was always thinking, okay, if I put him across the net against anybody in a good day, he can win. So um, it's not like you you, you 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 don't believe. You always believe with with him, you know. So I, I always felt like he... He sh he can and he should beat everybody all the time, right? So it's not it, 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 we didn't come there as underdogs. We came there with really um, um, how to say uh, good energy and and a belief that something good can happen, right? So um, match by match. I mean, once you you start rolling, you just roll and then you go match by match, and then then you, you see, I, I didn't think too far ahead. You know, there was not a moment after third round, fourth round or whatever, oh my God, maybe he can win the tournament. You just think, okay, next match is winnable. He's feeling good. He's looking good. Let's win the next match. And then you go match by after match, you know, and then you go all the way. I mean, he went all the way in the end, which is, which was, I mean, definitely by far the most emotional moment in my coaching career. Mm. And he arrives at the final, and the the record at that point was twenty three eleven in favor of Rafael Nadal between him and him and Roger Federer. He'd lost the last, he'd lost five of the last six. Had Roger at that point, he he went on from there to win five of the next six. So the the final five of the next six matches that they ever played, including that that Australian Open final and one at Wimbledon as well and and the run on hard courts in the spring too at Indian Wells and Miami what what changed what and what influence do you think looking back that you you had I mean this is definitely a question for Roger but I I think obviously that match in in Australia changed his way of of of, of um, experiencing Grafa I believe I think from after that match, he felt more and more confident that that he he has it on his racket, 
which wasn't the case against Rafa, I think, for many times before that. And uh, um, so um, I, I think after that match, he 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 um, he kind of um, believed more, and he played, you know, just tactically also a bit different. Uh, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I mean, I know I'm perfectionist, so, so I, I'm, I'm very sorry for that semi-final at Roland Garros. Uh, they played each other. Um, it was so windy that the match wasn't a real match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have, I would have wanted to see him playing Rafa on the equal terms, not in equal terms. Of course, it was equal terms, but on, on the, on the, you know what I mean, like With on normal, the normal match. Normal conditions. Normal conditions. Um, I'm not saying that he would have won, but I think it would it would have been fantastic match. It was already like this, but I I I really believe that at that stage he 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 believed that he can he he could really hurt him also on clay, but on other surfaces he definitely felt superior um, uh, after that that uh, Australian Open, and and I think results obviously are showing it. Mm. Yeah, well, they, they certainly were. And and look, he took that on and he won more Grand Slam titles. Did that did that even surpass your expectations, given the age that Roger was, to win? You know, he'd been spending a, a lot of years trying to win that that 18th Grand Slam title. Yes. And he went and got up to 20. Did, did, that, did that even take you by surprise? Well, I mean, surprise, uh, honestly, I mean, the kind of obviously initial goal was to win the Slam. Right. So once once he has done that uh, and because of the work that has been done in the end of 16, I mean, second half of 16, he just had a lot of confidence, energy, belief, everything that, that he just went on and started to, to roll um, and, and, and he kept winning and winning and winning and then Wimbledon without dropping a set. And then, you know, defending the title in Australia in 18 and then to become world number one. Again, at the age of of, of almost thirty seven uh, in Rotterdam, that was so. That was definitely something that we never planned or had a goal. Really, I mean, it was it was uh, at that age you don't r- kind of chase the ranking. You just uh, try to win those tournaments you play, being completely aware that the the, the schedule needs to be limited, right? So. Um, it, it, it the, the number one spot was 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 amazing. Was something that we definitely didn't plan, or it was not our goal. But when it happened, it was just remarkable. Um, and and again, as I said, we always knew that Roger, in a good week or good two weeks, he can win any tournament, you know, at any time. But to, to actually get to number one was was just was just something that uh, definitely exceeded. Um, the expectations from my side. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mm. And, I mean, another startling thing is that he would win those three more, get to 20, and then the other guys, Nadal and Djokovic, would still manage to win even more. Do, do, does, that, does that bother you at all? The, the statistics, do, do they... Those come into your mind at the end of a career? No, well, I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, I think Roger Roger said it right at a few few. I mean, I I, re- I read one interview he said, and he, I think he knocked it perfectly. He said, you know, I I broke the records many times, and I lived through those emotions, and I'm just happy if, if somebody else does it. You know, so the records are not for you to kind of hold on to them or to enjoy them for the rest of your life because it doesn't really change anything in your life. Mm. But it does change when you actually do it, right? So it, it really doesn't. I mean, what these guys did to each other, put it, <laughs> let's put it this way, right? What, how they pushed each other and how they inspired each other, right? It's just uh, fantastic, amazing. And I don't think, you know, this will happen, but you just never know because we also thought after Sampras won his 14th, that that's untouchable, and then then we look back now, and the guys, you know, have over twenty slams. So we don't know what the future will bring, but I think what these guys brought to to to, to the world of sports is just fantastic because not only they are so good, but they are also so different pers- personalities. They are different uh, nationalities. They are different characters. They are different games, right? So they really covered all the the, the bases. Or they covered the entire world kind of got excited and got got involved and and even today everybody was ah who is the greatest you know this is like the the question that will never be answered who is the greatest right so um this is this is the best for our game this is fantastic for tennis and and they we got so many people playing tennis we got so many people watching and following tennis because of them that is just fantastic 2019 wimbledon how how do you look back on that now? Because he was so close, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, th- those two matches, semis and the finals, are, are uh, I mean, two, two out of three most emotional matches that I lived as a coach. Um, semis against Rafa were, was was the one of the most emotional one, um, uh, the, the one he won. And then, obviously, Novak's final. It's, it's, it's difficult to digest, you know. It's... You know, there, there's no way around it. It's. Uh, I, I felt like he played extremely well all five sets. Um, he really had a, obviously a chance to win, and 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 it, you know it, it, it is painful because you, you are so close, you play so well, you have not only those two match points, but also I think at nine all he had another break point with a chance to kind of break again and serve for it again. So. But, you know, when you play a close match like this, one of them would lose, right? So um, you understand that this time it was, unfortunately, your turn to to end up second, you know. But he won also slams uh, before where he should not have 
won it, you know, like Roland Garros 09 when he was two sets to love down and then break point in the third against Tommy Haas. And, you know, in, in career long like this, you know, things do happen. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was of course, a difficult one to, to kind of swallow. And, and But we, we moved on, honestly. I mean, without... Uh, with, I mean, not without problems, but you know, it's it's it is what it is. What can you do? You just you just. What, go what on. do you say? What do you say to him in after that match, or do you just have to leave him alone? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't talk about it right away. I mean, honestly, we didn't talk too much about that match anyway, because again, you know, as a coach, you're always looking at what you know what what does the player do well. What could have he done better? And I don't see anything that he could have and should have done differently or better. Yeah, so, you know, you just kind of accept the, the result that, 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 that it was and you just, just go. I mean, that, that evening, I mean, we, we, we were feeling down, of course, but then we ended up celebrating the finals, you know, which, which was not easy thing to do, but you end up kind of going through it and then you, you, you have to accept, uh, what it is and then move on, you know, so, um, there is, I, that particular match, honestly, I don't have any comments in terms of you should have done this or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. I think he played almost perfect match. And it, it just, I mean, it has to be said, you know, it's just unlucky not to win it because when you when you come so close, you know, any any anything can happen. And uh, he ended up, you know, not being able to, to, to close it. Uh, just going back even further, Ivan, I mean, you, you you had a whole other relationship with Roger before you started coaching him because you played each other a lot of times. Yeah. So I was looking back over the record. When, when when do you remember first becoming aware of Roger and coming across him? Well, I remember we played uh, Future together. Um, I think it was, I was 17, he was 15. That was the first time um, we were in the same draw. Um, and... and um, uh, he was he was very talented young uh, emotional kid who couldn't control his behavior you know back in the days um so we do go a long time i mean obviously we didn't uh, we were not close uh, but we we started to hang together quite early in our careers so we we yeah we we were close friends even when we were competing at, the, at each other with each other in those 2005 and 6 we would you know um spend time together off court and uh yeah, sometimes, you know, you just have those. Uh, and then, obviously, he ended up being one of the greatest ever. Uh, but that didn't change in our uh, personal relationship. Mm. Did, was it obvious to you that he would overcome the emotions of teenage years? Because I remember those years well, too, maybe a little bit later. But was it obvious to you that he would become maybe not a 20-time Grand Slam champion, that, but that he would become a great? I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I, I do remember... Um, when he was working with Peter Lundgren, which is, yeah, those 2001, two, you know, that before he started to really roll, I, I remember there are people making fun of, not fun, but, you know, kind of jokingly putting pressure on Peter, saying, you do know that you have number one in your hands and you have to make it happen, right? So it kind of people do did expect, similar to, to what with, with Carlos Alcaraz right now, right? People do expect, uh, he expected him to be number one, but nobody knew if it's going to happen or if it does, how long it's going to, you know, be and where it's going to end up. But we did kind of expect him to be 
you know, number one in the world. But we obviously, nobody ever expected, you know, uh, him to win 20 Grand Slams. That's, you know, you don't, you don't think about those things when you are young. Was it just a question of maturing and becoming a man? Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, at, at that time, I was I was focused on my own career and I had my own issues. So I, I don't remember, you know, I didn't follow Roger's career so closely. But uh, obviously something something happened um, to him between that 2001-2 and 2004 where he started to really dominate. You know, those are, those are the years. Those, that's the period where Roger became Roger that we know. Mm. You beat him three times and you split the first six meetings. So you were 3-3 against Roger Federer. That's, uh, that's pretty good. In fact, you were 2-1 ahead at one time. Mm. Um, what, 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 was the, what was the key to that record at that point? No, I mean, obviously, Roger at that time wasn't Roger that it was later. You know, um, he was just uh, vulnerable and, and a player who, who it was easy to kind of... Uh, uh, not easy, but it was it was much easier to 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 be aggressive. And I remember in those early days, was uh, my tactic was to not give him any rhythm, right? To not give him way to attack and way to dominate the rallies, uh, which which then later obviously didn't work. But we had some close ones even later. So uh, for me, it was it was hard to play him because he just could he re- returned my serve serves quite easily, and 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 then we. I mean, in a crazy way, we had similar styles, you know, uh, he just did it better. So that's that's probably the worst matchup for me, because you, you when you play somebody who, who does everything like you, but just better, and, and then you just end up not, not winning anymore. Mm. Yeah, he, he went on and won the next 10. I probably should say that. But there is one that I felt like I should have won, which is Rotterdam final in 05. Uh-huh. Had really good chances. I was up in a breaker in a, in a third, and but some some I really didn't have any chance. I mean, there were there were like Doha final was three and one, and uh, there, there were some some really tough one for me. But uh, because of my serve, I I, I would I, usually I I don't lose easily against anybody, you know. So mm-hmm. it would always feel like you had a chance. But there are some that even if they were close, I actually didn't have a chance. You can always remind him, if you need to, of the fact that you are 2-0 and against him in Switzerland. I, I do, quite often. Don't worry about it. Ivan, <laughs> <laughs> um, what happens to you now and to Severin and to all the people that have that have been in Roger Federer's world for the last several years? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, we, we, we are going to London to celebrate his career and, uh, and then we, we go from there. I mean, honestly, I haven't haven't thought about it yet. There's no pressure or rush. We'll see what's going to happen, but um, yeah, we, we will we will go on and carry with our careers and lives, and we will sure stay in touch and spend you know time together privately. But yeah, tennis goes on. Tennis doesn't stop, so uh, we'll see what the future will bring. Mm. Final question, Ivan. You've spent well most of Roger's life knowing him, playing him, coaching him, watching him. How how will you look back on Roger Federer as a as a tennis player? Oof. Um, I, I I think what what he um, what he did for tennis it's it's it will never happen again. You know, somebody who won fans' favorite award for nineteen years in a row, um, I think explains 
enough what he meant and what he means for tennis and and to the fans around the world. Um, I think he will be celebrated uh, uh, as the as most lo- lovable uh, the tennis player, definitely, if not a sportsman of all times. Uh, so, um, and he, 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 uh, he deserves it, you know, as, as simple as that. He's not faking anything. Whatever you see, it's the original Roger. He's not trying to be somebody that he's not. I mean, most of the tennis guys, honestly, because you're just out there so much that you you just have, don't have a space and time to to be something else. But um, yeah, I think I, th- that's probably his legacy is 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 how many people he touched um, deeply, um, how many people I personally heard coming to me saying I am his biggest fan. You know, and, and, and the fact that everybody felt that they are his biggest fan, it shows what he meant to people and the way he, he played, the way he lived, I mean, he's still living, but uh, the, the, what, he, what he did for tennis. And, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, I would personally would not go back and think numbers, definitely. I think he's, he's more than numbers. And, and uh, together, of course, with Rafa and, and Roger, uh, with and Novak that are, you know, they moved the sport to another level. Uh, he was the first one. He was the oldest one. And uh, he, he managed to get, to get to people in a way that uh, it's, it's impossible. Ivan, it's been worth the six-year wait. Thank you so much. No problem. Yes, absolutely. Talk very soon then. Uh, let's hope not, not in six years again. No. Take care, Ivan. Okay. All the best. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. 